Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It is the Brian Oak Show. It's a podcast. Apparently, we live in a futuristic age of conveyor belts and bubble cars. Exactly. That's a science fiction sound effect right there. There's sparks going up the antennas. It's all coming together. Uh, Hey, tonight on the show, we have got some very interesting things for you. Before we get to that, I do want to mention the fact that... uh, the show has some early adopters, some sponsors, good people like uh, Smart Start MN and Great River Radon Mitigation, because guess what? Less radiate radiation is better radiation, at least from what I understand. Also, the good people at AudioQuip, all the people who've jumped on board early. Tonight, we're going to talk about how the guy who is the highest scoring Viking of all time, that would be Minnesota football Vikings, also invented the Nerf football, and we're going to talk to the band most recently picked to click by City Pages over everyone else, and they are an absolutely amazing live band. But what I've decided is I would like to hear just a little more music on this show because music, that's my wheelhouse. And I remember taking my daughter through her deep, dark, over-eyeshadowed emo years to the Warp Tour every year. And when I was young, the Warp Tour was sort of a fun surf, skate, punk, pop, excitement thing. Green Day used to play there, you know? No doubt played there. It was a fun thing. And then it all got dark and very real, and everyone was unhappy, and just about every other band would yell, Circle Pit! And it it just, it it, it was too heavy. Shh. And so one year when I was hiding from all my daughter's favorite bands, which were effing terrible when she was 13, I sat by a stage just to find a spot in the shade because we were out in this giant field and it was 105 degrees. And I heard this band. And this band, all of a sudden, yeah, they were a little grungy. They were a little 90s. But they were amazing. They were excellent. They were frontal. And I have seen them every time they've come to town since then, which frankly is not often enough. So thanks for tuning into the Brian Oak Show. Here's Dead Sarah, the weatherman.
I don't remember the exact year, but I do remember the exact spot where I was standing, what the day felt like, how I couldn't breathe. It was too hot. I was sweaty. I hated every band I was watching, like motionless and white. If you want to put yourself through a real extreme piece of garbage tonight, watch the fourth-rate Marilyn Manson imitators, Motionless and White. They were one of my daughter's favorite bands, Falling in Reverse. Oh, there were so many bands at Warped Tour. And then I caught that band right there, a Los Angeles band by the name of Dead Sarah. The song is called The Weatherman, and it is a gut puncher in the best possible way. Holy shit, was that good. Yeah, really good, I've right? I've never heard that song before. Well, it, yeah. it, and that band is that good. And in particular, uh, there are very few bands I prefer live over a good recording. That band is exceptional live. Well, again, I haven't seen them now in, what, three or four years. But, man, do I like that band. Dead Sarah right there on the Brian Oak Show. Hi, my name is Brian over there. His name is Sean. Uh, Bernard, he is my business partner and producing the show tonight. And coming up, we are going to check in with Gully Boys, one of the, if not, well, I mean, according to some people, the best band in the Twin Cities right now. So who am I to argue? I'm stoked about having them here. Yeah, so am I. And they are, um, they're wonderful. I've seen them live a few times. Speaking of bands that are amazing live, we'll talk more about them in just a bit. We'll get to a little music news here in just a moment. But I want to remind you that podcasts and things like this do require some attention. And we've got a lot of good people who are supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Brian Oak Show, all one word. And we also have sponsors on board like Smart Start MN and Great River Radon Mitigation. But also my business partner, Sean, is a realtor. He works for Edina Realty. When did you start doing the whole realty game? Uh, it's been less than a year, but I've been in sales for about 25. So it's very similar. You just replace uh, radio commercials and rectangles and websites with homes. And then you do a bunch of homework and you help people buy and sell houses. That's pretty much it. Do you know what my the first thing when I hear anybody who's into realty or being a realtor, you don't want to know the very first thing I think of is Sir Mix-a-Lot. Really? I, I know that sounds silly. I it Because does. here's the deal. <clears throat> In the late 80s and early 90s, most rappers were bragging about pimping or drug dealing sure. or crimes or drive-bys. You go back and listen to every single song that guy ever did. And yeah, he loved the ladies and he liked fancy cars for sure. He never once bragged about doing anything but being legit. And in about a third of his songs, he talks about his guys who are like, no, I'm playing the real estate game, man. This is all above board. Like, he was never bragging about being a criminal. In fact, he was bragging about the real estate game in a ton of his songs. You go back, and yes, of course, he liked big butts and he cannot lie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he was always bragging about being legit, and there's something good about being legit. And here's the deal. Everybody wants a good place to live. And the rental market is freakish right now. I just read an article the other day where there's not one major metropolitan area where minimum wage will allow you to rent properly. And, you know, there are people who argue that renting is throwing money away. But if you're looking to invest, if you're looking to get into a home, I trust Sean Bernard. And I, 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 you know, I don't know what initially drew you to doing it, but I feel like you're the guy to talk to. You know, my dad uh, remodeled houses. We kind of grew up broke and he remodeled houses and mm-hmm. kind of helped us pay the rent. And I got into, I really love different homes. I especially love older homes. I guess I could say I have a bias that way. Like built-ins, like old, you know, like pre-World War II, yeah, floor and a half yeah, bungalow sure. kind of things. Yeah, yeah. My, my grandpa came here from Chicago in 1913 and the house that he first lived in is mm-hmm. still there on 38th and Harriet. But I, I just love the old houses. But, you know, there's a lot of different choices for realtors. If you've got someone you've been working with forever, go ahead and work with them. And, and I hope it's great. Honestly, I really, really do. But if you want somebody that gives back a little bit, I uh, donate a portion of every sale to The Warming House, a local nonprofit music venue in South Minneapolis on 40th and Bryant in the basement of Farmstead Bike Shop. Where do you think would be the best place for people to reach out to you if they're think- even thinking about selling or buying? Snapchat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They can can call me or text me, 612-859-2594. Even if you just want me to do some homework about your house and kind of want to know what the value is, we can start out there and you can get to know me and I'll probably hug you for an uncomfortable amount of time. That sounds terrible and I feel like you just undid everything we tried to do for the last 60 seconds. His name is Sean, mine is Brian, it's the Brian Oak Show. just want to cover a couple of things real quick before we check in with Gully Boys. Uh, The bad news came down today that an all-time great, even if you don't care about 
about football. This guy did something that changed part of your life. Vikings kicking great Fred Cox has passed at the age of 80. Now, during his prime, he was known as Freddie the Foot. He kicked for Minnesota from 63 until his retirement in NFL in 1977. In that time, he secured the all-time Viking scoring record. In fact, I think the next closest person is like a 279 or something silly like that. Like, it's a record that's never going to be broken. Now, do I really care about kickers? Do I really care that much about the NFL? I enjoy watching it, but it's really more of an excuse to kick a few hours off every Sunday than I really have any deep emotional investment. Although I've yelled at my television a few times. But here's the other deal. Freddie Cox, his great claim to fame is that he invented, and get your head ready for this, the Nerf football. No way. You ever throw a Nerf football? You think I haven't? You ever catch one? Hell yeah. Here's the deal. Guys with thin, brittle, bird-like bones like I have, we can't catch real footballs. No, and certainly not get hit. When I watch 400-pound linemen limping off the field, I'm like, if I had taken that hit... I would have been disintegrated into my component molecules. Like it would, it'd be, I would have just vanished in a red mist, and it would have been completely over. So when I think about the Nerf football, first of all, I'm excited that even a terribly unathletic individual like myself had an opportunity to at least toss the old styrofoam around or whatever it was made out of. But then you fast forward to the modern age. You've seen what Nerf has become, right? I have. It's magical. The equalizer. The Gatling gun, Nerf has Nerf has surpassed most modern military forces on the planet in terms of what they are capable of. And without Freddie Cox's great advancement of coming up with the Nerf football, it might not have existed. And so I don't mean to damn with faint praise, and I do not mean to speak ill of the dead. R.I.P. Fred Cox. Thank you for inviting uh, inventing the football, but also Nerf. Thanks for keeping that magic moving along. Pain-free fun. Well, yes, until someone's like, I got, like, even in flag football, I was a little too soft for flag football. I just, it's not really my bit. Uh, I do want to hit one piece of music news before we check in with Gully Boys here, and that is, and again, everywhere I've read this today, people are talking about it in sarcastic tones. They're, like, even Stereo Gum, who I respect as a reputable music outlet, they're like, Terrible news. You might not get to see Coldplay live for a while. And they've clearly got their tongue firmly planted in their cheek. And here's the deal. Two things to say. One is the band has decided to not tour in support of their brand new record, Everyday Life, which is coming out very shortly. In fact, by the time this publishes, it will be out. Now, why are they not touring? Because they're big? Because they're important? Because they are just big enough they don't have to anymore? Well, not according to the band. According to their recent comment that Chris Martin, lead singer of Coldplay, said to the BBC, we're not touring this album. We're taking time off over the next year or two to work out how our tour can not only be sustainable, but that can actually be beneficial. Went on to say our next tour will be the best possible version of the tour like that environmentally. We would be disappointed if it's not carbon neutral. The hardest thing is the flying side of things. But, for example, our dream is to have a show with no single-use plastic, to have it largely solar-powered. We've done a lot of big tours at this point. How do we turn it around so it's not so much taking as giving? Now, as a guy who, before 25 years of radio, spent six years in the nonprofit environmental community, I find that a very, very admirable take. I want your gut reaction, Sean. Is this because they just don't want to tour anymore, or do you think they're doing the right thing? Well, what I want to do is ask you, are they calling it conscious unconcerting? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Why would you apologize for one of the funniest things I've heard all day? If you're not familiar with what Sean's referencing, please look up... Conscious uncoupling slash Gwyneth Paltrow slash Chris Martin slash Apple slash Moses. And then let's all move on from there. The last thing I want to say about Coldplay is I don't know at what point, maybe it was in the 40-year-old virgin where people started to rip off. I, I don't know when it became fashionable to shit on Coldplay, but it's not cool. They're great songwriters. Great. I've seen them live I a agree. couple times. In fact, was it with you, Jason Nagel? Yep. You and I, the only time I ever sat in the front row in a major arena show, you and I sat right there, and it was spectacular. Yeah, right in front of Johnny Buffett. 
That guy can play guitar. They, they can play guitar, and even my favorite song, which we're about to hear, I was hoping for this big sort of rousing rendition, but instead, Chris Martin came out on that sort of beat-up Viva La Vida tour piano and played this slow, amazing rendition, but you will admit that this band live, whether it's the personal part where they go sit up in the audience and obviously are close to their fans, it was a stripped-down production. It wasn't a fancy stage show, yeah. and they were fucking amazing. Just a great band. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Absolutely. Well, Coldplay is a very good band. It's not cool to show. You don't have to like them. Just if you don't like them, step the fuck back and shut your mouth. Because this is one of my favorite songs of the last 25 years. This is Coldplay. Thanks for tuning in to The Brian Oak Show. Gully Boys are up next.
to being one of the greatest covers of all time of Simon and Garfunkel's Hazy Shade of Winter, the Bengals remain, in my estimation, one of the greatest all-female groups in American music history. I think that there is sort of a a knee-jerk reaction. There is sort of a thought that somehow... It's a gimmick. It's a trick. It's all been put together. It's all been manufactured somewhere in a laboratory. And the Bengals were among the foundational figures in the Paisley Underground, this sort of rebirth of 60s vibe, 60s guitar, 60s whatever. But they weren't lost in the 60s, but they were incredible. Played and wrote all their own songs. Well, obviously, with the exception of that one right there. It was a cover song. But the other thing I like to say about the Bengals is Susanna Hoffs was the one with the big eyes. She was the cutie for sure, right? And everyone thought like, well, she's the center of the band. Vicki Peterson, who was the founding lead guitarist of that band and has been since 1981, was the rocker. You watch any Bengals video and you watch Vicki Peterson getting after it on lead guitar and she is an absolute hero. Love the Bengals so much. And before that, we heard Coldplay, the hardest part. It's the Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much for tuning into the fourth episode of our podcast. Just ahead, we are going to check in with a pretty incredible Minnesota band called Gully Boys. But before we do that, a quick mention of one of our primary sponsors. In fact, they were our very first sponsor before this podcast even started. They are Smart Start MN. Here's the deal. Drinking? Fine. Feel free. Have fun. Go ahead. Get loaded. Do whatever you like. I am not one to judge somebody else's lifestyle. That being said, there is a social contract. Situational awareness is really, really important. Don't drink and drive. Don't do it. It's a dumb, dumb, dumb move. Or so I've heard. I think I read that in an article at some point. Um, But if you do, and a lot of people do, Smart Start MN can get you back on the road sooner than possible. Look, if you get a Dewey, a DUI, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be troublesome. It's going to really impact your life a great deal. More than you might think when you're leaving the bar a little tuned up on a given night or leaving a friend's house a little tuned up. Like, how are you going to get your kid to... They're hammered dulcimer lessons. If yes. you can't drive, if you've ha- if you've had your license so revoked, true. and it's going to be expensive, it's going to be silly. So here's what Smart Start MN does. They are an ignition interlock company, which means essentially there's a breathalyzer in your car. So as long as you start making the right choice and don't drink before you drive, you get to drive almost immediately, much sooner than you'd expect, and for much less than you'd expect. It's already going to be a difficult road for you after a DUI. So first of all, don't get one. I hope you never, ever have to call them. 
But if you do, they're the right people to call. They're a local company. They're originators of this. And we like them. We trust them very, very much. We've had Ed on the show here on our very first podcast. So don't drink and drive. And that It sounds so stupid and obvious to say out loud, and I sound like such a dad because I'm totally a dad. Uh, that being said, if you do do it and you get in trouble, make sure that you do everything in your power to get your life back on the right track. And you do that with the good people at Smart Start MN. And this coming weekend, even though I know you do not care for bowling, you and I are both going to be part of a charity bowling effort. I never said I didn't care for bowling. I just oh. said that I don't think that it should ever be more than like one round or whatever it's called. Because like people want to bowl and they want to bowl like all afternoon. I'm pretty much like get me through the 10 frames. You know, let me shoot for the turkey or whatever it is I try to do. Have you ever gotten a turkey? I have. I, I once bowled five strikes in a row, you SOB, who said you got a one, what, 183? I'm sorry, what? You got five strikes five in a row? Five strikes in a row. Let me ask you this then, Smarty Pants, okay. 2000. All right. <laughs> Did you do the turkey dance after you got your turkey? Have you ever seen my turkey dance? I hope to this Sunday. I'm taking this shit Tell me about this event because I want to talk to Gully Boys. Totally. Oh, so it's great. We're doing a thing uh, Sunday from 3 to 6 at Bryant Lake Bowl <laughs> on uh, Bryant and Lake in uh, Minneapolis. So Mary Beth Mueller uh, was the wife of Carl Mueller from... Soul Asylum, the bassist over there. I remember. And unfortunately, he passed away from cancer. But they they do this uh, to benefit uh, several different uh, cancer types and the education surrounding it. So cervical cancer, testicular cancer, colorectal cancer, oral skin, prostate, breast, and lung cancer. Uh, really cool event. Really fun. Uh, we have our team name, Team McCracken. <laughs> And I'm glad that it was our sponsor, Ed, that came up with that name. I'm sorry, Team McCracken? Yes. I don't know. I No, I do know we're not going to go there. I will go out on a limb, though, and say that I think no matter what form of cancer we're battling, and this is called Kill Cancer, I don't think I'm going to offend anyone at this point if I go out on a limb and say, fuck all types of cancer. I agree. Fuck cancer. Yeah. Lost a couple people in last year to that, and too many too many good people go way, way, way too soon to it. So um, if people want to know more about that, is there a place they can go? Yeah, I think they have uh, they have a website called— It's Kill Cancer with, K, uh, cancer with a K, yes. yeah? Yeah, that's All right, important to mention that up with the website. You can find that out. Killcancerbolathon.org, but it's K for kill and K for cancer. Bolathon.org. So Sean and I are both capable of talking for way too long, and we do enjoy music. But we do have guests in here this evening that were kind enough to take time out of their busy personal lives and come and join us. Uh, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was, but I remember hearing about this band. But because I was old and got up every morning at 4 a.m., I didn't really go out very often. I heard this band was picked to click like the best band in Minnesota. And then I was lucky enough to catch them at the Midwest Music Fest in Winona, Minnesota, a place that I spent a little more time. I went to college for a year down there before I was like, college is for squares, man. <laughs> Turns out college is actually a super good idea. You should totally <laughs> go to school. You should totally go to college. I did that wrong, so don't follow my example. But I was down there, and it was great to revisit, and I was down there for the Midwest Music Fest, and I caught this band live, and we don't get to pick what we love in life. And there are a lot of really good bands that play, but there's a lot of bands you go see live where you're like, yeah, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, that's a good band. And then there are bands that you go see live where you're like, holy shit, this is a proper band, and maybe not reinventing the wheel, but a really, really good band, and we're super fortunate to be joined here on The Brian Oak Show by none other than Naughty, Kathy, and Natalie of Gully Boys. Hi, everybody. Hi. Yeah, you're gonna have to, you guys have to figure this out. You're going to have Hello. to get way closer on that one right there. Oh, can you hear me? Nice to have you here. Um, before we move forward, you know, if people start like, well, oh, wow, I mean, like, I've heard of Gully Boys, but maybe never heard them. I know that that sounds unreasonable, but maybe that's the case. <laughs> and they go online and look them up. It turns out you're not a bunch of dads from Vermont, right? No. No, there is a Gully Boy band in Vermont um, that we found. They reached out to us and they were like, hey, we are also Gully Boys. But you could just like that's like awesome. You're doing yourself. We don't really leave Vermont, so you could just you like take it. You just use it. Yeah, they were like, we got the dot com. Let us know if you got any problems. Just like super <laughs> chill about it. That's super weird because we don't live in a super chill age. Nuh-uh. No. We live in an era where everyone's like, we got eight thousand dollars, or what are we gonna do? Yeah, I well, I'm like in school for uh, music business right now, and so I had kind of panicked 
because I was like, oh, well, if they have the copyright for that name or the trademark for that name, we could be like really screwed. And then I like looked it up and they're just super lax about everything. They're just like, yeah, we just play like some dad rock music in Vermont. We like never leave Vermont. So, Well, if you haven't heard Minnesota's rendition of Gully Boys, it's not dad rock at all. It's super <laughs> awesome. Tell me, though, before we move any further forward, what is a Gully Boy? It's like a lost boy, but from Fern Gully. I just made that up right now. So, so not a vampire, but like a weird environmental sprite. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We're like, spring. <laughs> <laughs> We've been yep. shrunk down um, to size, and we protect the forest. You know, because we were taught to. Yeah, well, because the forest matters. Yes, I love that. There's a new mythology being crafted literally in front of our face yeah. on the Brian Oak Show. Uh, I do have one important question before we get to the first song. Which of the two of you work together at Ragstock? Me and Kathy. Yes. Nadia and Kathy. So, <laughs> Nadia and Kathy, you're both, I mean, the whole band is very young. I worked at three different Ragstocks before any of you Ooh. were alive on this planet. <laughs> kind of rough during a uh, zombie prob- pub crawl. Oh, this yeah. was yeah. way before zombies were in, in fashion. No, this was this was strictly the beaded... Vi- easy. <laughs> easy. I mean, no. true, but easy. Which location did you work at? I worked at the Uptown one. Uptown. Mm-hmm. I never worked there, but I worked at the Dinkytown one, which I don't think is there anymore. No, but that's where Annie's Parlor is, right? Yeah. Oh, but I worked at the Downtown at the Warehouse. My very first day working at Ragstock was in the Warehouse. And that was like working in the salt mines. That was yeah. not... Was dusty? Oh! <laughs> yeah, the Uptown one has not a single window. Not yeah. Just like you're just... No, you're down in the basement. You're in the basement, no light. Just don't work all there these musty clothes. Asthma. Uh, yeah. That being said... There is certain advantages to working there because you get first dibs on everything yeah. before anybody gets there. You know those sort of um, uh, Indian sort of blanket tapestry things? Mm-hmm. I might have had 120 of those <laughs> yes. when I worked there at that time. So, fantastic. Well, you're not doing that anymore. You are Gully Boys now. You make music. You record. We're going to talk more about that in a second. But first, I want to hear a song called Neopet Graveyard. And I had a chance to talk to the three of you very briefly about this once at a live event back when I was still gainfully employed. Um, Neopets for people who have not participated. Sean, do you know what a Neopet is? I do. How do you know what a Neopet is? I know that. That being said, a Neopet, for people who do not know, it was an online thing where you adopted a pet and it maybe it looked like a fox, maybe it looked like a pterodactyl, maybe it looked like a starfish, and then it had a name and it was cute, but then there was an obligation. Suddenly it wasn't about being a kid anymore. Suddenly... Like, you had to show up and feed it and give or it affection. It would die. Yeah, you were it, it, well, it would die, leading yeah. to the name of this song. Tell me about the inspiration for Neopet Graveyard. It's, it was a meme. <laughs> 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 I saw it on Twitter, and I thought it was really funny. It was like, where's the Neopet Graveyard? I know none of us take care of our Neopets anymore. And I was like, dude, that's so funny. And then we have this really bad, bad habit of naming our songs after memes or something stupid, and it just sticks. Are you working on a new song called OK Boomer? <laughs> we should be. But I guess Wouldn't it's trying to get trademarked. And right you're now. welcome for the idea, and I'll be looking for at least 12% <laughs> yeah, exactly. on the royalties when that song goes to the top of the charts. They are Gully Boys. Naughty Kathy and Natalie are with us right now. Let's hear it. Get meme-tastic. This is Neopet Graveyard <laughs> on the Brian Oak Show.
you're doing right there. Because they think it's funny when imaginary cartoon pets die. Gully Boys <laughs> Neopet Graveyard on the Brian Oak Show. It's very nice to have Gully Boys by. So you put out a record that is very, very good. And you recorded it at Pachyderm Studios down in Cannon Falls, a place that is filled with history and ghosts. How did you decide on Pachyderm Studios? They found us, actually. Um, Pachyderm came to one of our... Pachyderm came to our show. Um, <laughs> Nick is friends with Alex Walsh, who is the... He um, might be the number one Gully Boy fan. He truly is. He heard one of our Gully Boy songs. Well, he, he was at one of our first shows and then booked us for a residency, and Nick was at the residency. And so I don't know how or why he decided to hook us up, but he did. And then y'all went and toured it, and they called me. I was, like, at home with a fever, they called me. They're like, "We have to record here. You don't even understand." We almost didn't go. Like traffic was really bad that day that he had invited us down. We were and crabby. We were so crabby. And we're wait like, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're a, a good, young, <laughs> thrilling, up and coming band, and you were crabby. And traffic was bad. Yeah. Do you realize how millennial you sound right now? Do you realize? So, well, we I, did it. We made it. They did go. Well, no, I know, because we got the record, yeah, Not yeah. So Brave, and it's a really, really good record, but the look on both of your faces, Kathy and Natalie, when you're like, oh, traffic was bad, and we were so crabby that day. And they're still doing the sourpuss right now. Unbelievable. They're like, they were thinking back, like, oh, it almost wasn't worth it. Like, they could have shampooed the carpet before we got there. We didn't even have time to get in the hot tub. Oh. You mean the sauna? the pool Um, oh was it a pool for some reason I thought it was I've only been down there once I thought it was a hot tub it's a full blown pool pool. yeah really pool and a sauna I call it the womb of pachyderm wow (laughs) I'm unfortunately I think there are other people who also treated it as the womb of pachyderm so (laughs) gross oh no I heard a couple stories that I'm really glad you. no it's fine I'm sure they got a urinal cake or something in there since (laughs) You were there. No, it's fine. It's fine. They do good work down there. I like the people at Pachyderm. I just know that there were some tales from the 90s where, um, you know, those parallel. pissed in the pool. No. Oh. I don't know. You'd be lucky if you only pissed in the pool. My name is Brian Oak. This is the Brian Oak Show. We're talking to Gully Boys. Naughty Kathy and Natalie are here. So tell me what has it been like recently? You put out the record. You have toured. You... Are working on new music? Yes, no, maybe? Yeah, well, we have new music coming out, actually. Yeah? Have announced it yet? Um, it will be announced tomorrow, so this is what... Well, and here's the deal. The great yeah. thing about pre-recording, we're not going to publish this until tomorrow, yeah. so it's going to be announced today. 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 Oh, Good yeah. morning. So um, tomorrow, or, well, today, <laughs> pardon me, um, we're living in the future here, um, we're putting out our album, a song called New, new Song Number 2, off of our EP called Phony, coming out December 20th. Whoa, whoa, back it up. What's the new LP called? Um, Phony. No, it's an EP. Oh, EP. EP. And it's coming out when? Uh, December 20th. Very good. And where did you come up with a name as poetic as new song number two? <laughs> it's, another, it's another one of those temporarily we yeah. had two new songs that was, <laughs> we had stuck too hard. I well, know. We're like, new song number two. It just, what, it just goes. What's wrong with new song number one? Uh, it got renamed. What is Little it? Brother? Little Brother, yeah. That one got a name, and that new song number two just did not. Did not. No. But somehow still deserves being put out first yeah, over yeah. Little Brother. Well, yeah. no, Little Brother came out in June. Okay. And Kate, wait, that one got put out on a split with um, another band called Nice. Yeah. Um, so this is, we saved new song number two for. For us. Well, <laughs> before we hear the brand new song, which is premiering today, um, I want to make sure that the three of you understand, you know, when I talk about how good you are live, it's not just because you were kind enough to come in. You really don't get to pick what you love in life, right? And then you see a band play, and I'm like, oh, the drummer looks like a freaking drummer. Oh, the bass player looks like a bass player. Oh, and look at that on front box and guitar. I genuinely, genuinely enjoy your band, and I'm really, really thankful that the three of you were willing to come in. My heart. You poked my heart. You poked my heart. That's another meme you should find on the internet. (laughs) Um, It feels really cool because uh, I love the radio, um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like a little bit of a fangirl that you like my band because I like Brian Oak. That's that's super, super nice. Is it also, though, a little weird that you're doing a podcast with a guy who's like your dad's older creepy friend? (laughs) No, you know, 
Um, we got a good, uh, solid fan base of people who are dads. like dads. Like, I, I would say it's over dads. half. Dads. We have like young yeah. folks, and then we have like a gap, and then it's dads. And dads honestly, love, love them. us. I, I, I love it. <laughs> does anyone? Does anybody want to swear before we hear your new song? Oh, was I not supposed to do that? No, no, no. I, I'm inviting you to, if anybody who has not yet sweared, you're more than welcome to because we're on a podcast. Well, fuck. <laughs> but. Gully boys. Uh, it's very <laughs> nice to have them boys. here. We're going to talk to them. <laughs> Fucking gully boys are here. We're going to talk to them very briefly again after we hear this. But this is a brand, brand new song. And it's called, if I'm not mistaken, New Song Number 2. Your head around that. It's so embarrassing now. Fuckers. I wish we had renamed it. We tried so hard to rename it, and it didn't stick because we wrote new song number two in every single set list. So we had no idea what song we were talking about when we would try to rename it. I'm really not trying to shame you. I just, I'm like, you know, sometimes it's just new song number two, and in this particular case, it happens to be new song number two. Gully Boys on the Brian Oak Show. I can't remember, and you'll never forget. Let me see if I can make myself sound any older. 
That's a real banger from the Gully Boys right there. Uh, we're lucky enough to have Gully Boys here on the Brian Oak Show. That is a brand new song called Song Number 2, out today for the first time, and I believe an accompanying video, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Heck yeah. yeah. Big, big, big video. We got a video that has uh, nods to Queen and the Beatles and Boys to Men and NSYNC and Nirvana. <laughs> no way. Did, did, Lots of yeah. wigs. That's awesome. Did Hype Williams direct it? I mean, uh, that's, see, even that's too old a reference. <laughs> no. Did all the TLC videos, a lot of the Nicki Minaj videos, nothing? No, it's our friend Maria <laughs> um, <laughs> Davidson. Okay. All right, very good. So the video will be out later. If people wanted one place, Ground Zero Gully Boys, is there a website? Where would you like to send people? Instagram? Uh, uh, probably. YouTube. Yeah? No, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And Instagram. what is it on Instagram? It's Gully Boys Band. Straight up, all one word. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was assuming that there was already some sort of app that I've never even heard of before that you were going to send them to. But <laughs> TikTok? In- I- <laughs> we do have a TikTok. Do you? Yep. Uh, zero content, but just wait. It's coming. Just you wait. <laughs> tour, tour will no be content. fun. Curating it. <laughs> yeah, fuckers, it's coming. All right, so get ready for more Gully Boys. A brand new song right there. A video. What are we doing for live music in the not too distant future regarding so Gully Boys? Much. Yeah, I mean, if you are uh, need plans for Sunday, you can come see us open for Third Eye Blinds, <laughs> <laughs> which is bonkers for us. I'm tonight. sorry. I'm sorry. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know? Shh. I'm just, I'm getting myself back to a spot where we can actually talk about this. Now, I, um, I've played a little Third Eye Blind on the radio before. Uh, Where and when are you opening for Third Eye Blind? Can you you guess where we're playing for Third Eye Blind? Uh, Is it the myth? Yeah, it's the myth. (laughs) Come on, really? (laughs) Nice. Here's the deal. The myth is actually a cool room. It just happens to be in freaking Maplewood. It's like the Maplewood parking lot. Exactly. Like the worst. No. It's in a parking lot? The yeah. good, no, no, no. Now, the good thing is there's plenty of room to park. There that is. might be the only good thing. And the room is good. But then after you go see a sweet show like Gully Boys opening for Third Eye Blind, <laughs> you, you might cover Third Eye Blind. Then you have to drive home from Maplewood. Again, I didn't mean to go here, but how in the hell did it come to pass that you're opening up for Third Eye Blind? So we got a Twitter DM, actually, uh, <laughs> from Go Radio. And they were like, hey, we want to book you for a show. Um... But but we can't say what it is for yet. And we were like, okay, well, well, just, well, maybe. And then they said, yes, for Third Eye Blind. And we were like, yep, sign us up. We're doing, we're in fucking. Of course it. you yeah. are. <laughs> Can I give you one small piece? Uh, I, years ago, working at a previous radio station, not the most recent one, I did an interview with Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind. <clears throat> and I can't say what has become of him in the last 10 years. But the lead singer of Third Eye Blind is one of the funniest, smartest, nicest people I've okay. ever interviewed. That's now, I can't speak for the band. I can't speak for his management. And who knows what's happened in the last few years. But every once in a while, people surprise you. People that you think you know about because you've listened to their crap songs for half your life yeah. will surprise you and he was he was actually really great I liked him a lot so good luck with that gig and there's also <laughs> a residency coming up yeah so then every Sunday following this uh, this Sunday we'll be at 7th Street doing our residency um, every Sunday until we got December 29th fans we're playing with Who? yeah Marijuana Death Squad oh um, Static Panic yes Tiny Deaths Lady, Lady Eliza. Eliza ooh you said that same time. And, uh, and then, uh, who else? Pierre and Heart to Gold. Yeah, Veil for members of Astro Black. POS hardware set. So it'll be a good one. Oh, and so this is every Sunday, not this Sunday, but every Sunday following that yep. through the end of the year. Yep, yep. December 1st mm-hmm. until December 29th. Uh, Nadi, Phenomenal. Kathy, Natalie, um, I really am sincere. The reason that you're the first band we've had on this show is I'm a huge, huge fan of the band. And I thank you very, very much for coming by. And best of luck. Thanks for sharing the new song. Good luck with the new video. Good luck with the residency. And I hope you tear the freaking roof off of the Myth (laughs) Nightclub in Maplewood. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. They are gully boys, and they are actually the best. See them live. An entry seems like a perfect place to see them live. In fact, I'm going to be in the entry this coming Saturday because the second best band ever out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. I've seen them live a half dozen times. They're going to be performing there on Saturday. That band would be Sloan. Thanks for tuning in to The Brian Oak Show.
the second best band ever out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. That would be the band Sloan with their song Losing California. They are going to be performing live in the 7th Street entry this Saturday. I cannot recommend them live highly enough. The first time I saw them many, many, many moons ago at the now deceased 400 bar, I thought it was a little gimmicky, even though I like their music, because all four members sing and write songs and play in the band. And throughout the course of the show, at least they used to do this, they would switch spots. Suddenly the drummer's on the keyboards, and the keyboard is over playing guitar. And I'm like, well, is this it? But they can all play all the instruments, and all four members write and sing, and the harmonies, they are... Maybe the best, and again, this is going to sound hyperbolic, and it might be a little, but they might be the best power pop band since Cheap Trick. They are an unbelievable band, and even if I, well, whatever, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to be there on Saturday, by hook or by crook. My name is Brian Oak. This is The Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. I want to thank a bunch of people, actually. Our most recent new sponsor is uh, Great Water Radon Mitigation. What do they do? Well, they come and test your house. And if you have radon, they help you mitigate it. It's right there in their name. Here's the deal with radon. It's a noble gas, but when it breaks down, it actually puts a lot of radioactivity into the environment around your house. And a surprising number of homes have radon. You don't want that. It is one of the leading causes of lung cancer among people who do not smoke. And you just, you don't want it in the house, but there are ways to help mitigate it. Thus, Great River Radon Mitigation, the latest sponsor for The Brian Oak Show. And they're great people. They're really, really great people. I go back a long way with them. Also, thanks to Smart Start MN for their support early on. I want to thank AudioQuip. Got to thank my buddy Dave Gatzmer, who did the logo for our show. Got to thank Rebecca Slater, who's done the photographs for the website, which will be uh, happening very soon. Thanks to another good friend, Amy Stubblefield Bartell. Yes, Amy Stubblefield Barthel. Uh, we are uh, launching the website actually Tuesday, not Friday. I mentioned okay. Friday the other night. We're pushing it back to Tuesday to make sure that it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, we want it to be pretty, but we, we're putting things in place. Again, this is only our fourth episode of the Brian Oak Show, so it is a work in progress to say the very least, but there have been a lot of early adopters. We do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Show O-A-K-E, all one word. And if you jump on board, we already earlier today started brainstorming ideas for our first live event. Uh, and we will be having those. Those will only be open to VIP members and or early adopters of our Patreon account. We promise to have members only jackets and totes. Ooh, members only jackets, man. I used to have a sweet one that my dad gifted me. You me know, the little, the little snaps Hell up yeah. on the shoulder. Hell yeah, you think I don't know? Shit, Parachute pants. Oh, more of a flight pants guy, but yeah, no, don't worry about it. I'm cool. His name is Sean Bernard. He also is a sponsor on the show as well as my business partner and a longtime friend. We should probably get out of here, but I want to thank Gully Boys for coming by. Don't forget, brand new song today, brand new video out, performing this weekend with Third Eye Mother Freaking Blind at the Myth, and then every Sunday moving forward throughout the month of December, they're going to be doing an in-house residency at the 7th Street entry. And so don't, you know, you could take my word for it that they're great. Go see them. The first time I saw them live, I'm like, this looks like a proper power trio. They're a really, really good band. And phenomenal people. Yeah, very nice people. So (laughs) nice of them to share their time with us here. Hey, before we go, I do have to make mention of this, and we don't have to go deep into it. I'm not sure if it is one of the biggest bonehead moves of all time or one of the cagiest moves of all time. South Dakota, in its effort to tackle its meth problem, you know, methamphetamine, people cook it up, they do it, they don't eat, they lose their teeth, they die. Stay in school, don't do drugs. But people love to do meth, because here's the problem. Certain drugs, when you have a little bit, you're like, mmm, that's yummy, I'll have more of that, please. And then you just have all of it until it eats your life alive and you lose everything. So in an effort to tackle their methamphetamine problem in South Dakota, they launched a campaign where there's a commercial There are billboards everywhere that say meth. They show every day South Dakotans, and it says, meth, I'm on it. (laughs) Now, I think what they were trying to do is say, yeah, meth, don't worry about it. We got our eyes open. We got our head on a swivel. We're trying to figure this out. I'm on it. Unfortunately, when you have a campaign that says in large capital letters, meth, I'm on it, goes a different direction. Now, this is where my question comes in. Yes. Is this boneheaded? Is, it, is this one of the stupidest, most tone-deaf things that's ever happened in the history of promotion and PR? Or 
Did they know exactly what they do? What we're doing? Were they crazy like a fox? Which is what I said because a friend of mine posted. Actually, then like one friend, two friends, three. All these different people were posting it. I said crazy like a fox because this is going viral as hell. Half a million dollar campaign that has now reached tens, if not dozens, of millions of dollars worth of people around the internet now. Do any of those people give a rip about the number of people on meth in South Dakota? I don't know the answer, but to say that they did not get their money's worth out of this, that would be foolish. The uh, but What did it say? Governor Christy Nome on Monday wrote, uh, Hey, Twitter, the whole point of this ad campaign is to raise awareness, so I think it's working. She, of course, is referring to the campaign Meth We're On It, which was launched by the State Department of Social Services and does feature a new website called onmeth.com. I'm not I just sh- don't know what else to say about it. It's just such a sad, sad, sad thing. Sean, I want to say one last thing before we hear our final song that fits very nicely into our topic. Uh, thank you for your help. I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad that neither of us are on meth right now. Me too. That you know of. Uh, we're going to leave you now. The Brian Oak Show. We'll be back again next week with a whole cadre of new guests. It'll be interesting. It'll go unexpected directions. All kinds of great new music. But here I want to leave you with a song that deals specifically with what it sounds like to be on meth. Mark Lanigan was the first famously the lead singer of Screaming Trees out of Seattle. They were not one of the biggest, most popular bands to rise out of the grunge explosion. His voice is like sand, paper, (laughs) in... I don't know, like a motor oil that's congealed. His voice is rough, but he also is a, a frequent collaborator with my very favorite band, Queens of the Stone Age. And he, you know, he's done a bunch of records with Isabel Campbell, who used to be the string player in Bell and Sebastian. We made it to the fourth episode without you mentioning Queens of the Stone Age. Have I not played a single not Queen song Not one yet? single song. We made it to... Jason Nagel, we made it to the fourth episode. Let me tell you right now, that shit changes next <laughs> week, all right? I promise you that shit changes next week. I can't believe we've done it. That being said, Mark Lanigan has one of these unusual, difficult, raspy, beautiful, melodic senses of structure. He's put on a ton of records with his own band, collaborating with other people. He really is quite, quite amazing. But this particular song off of his Bubblegum release is Mark Lanigan with Methamphetamine Blues. Thanks for tuning in to The Brian Oak Show.
keep on rolling Rolling just to keep on rolling I don't wanna leave this heaven so soon